Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Football Sunday. Mike and Joe today. In this hour, instead of doing Hate It or Love It coming up at 10.30, we will do a uh, double Hate It or Love It, well, now. Because we're going to go through the playoff teams and uh, kind of dissect what we like or what we don't like about each of them this uh, thus far through the season and going into the postseason. So, would you like to begin in the AFC or the NFC, Joe? You choose. Uh, let's go AFC. All right, let's begin with the AFC. We'll just go top to bottom. These are teams that have clinched the playoffs plus the Colts as the teams that we'll talk about here in the next couple you know, of seconds. Because we're doing that, I really hope the Jags. Really I know it's going to be just a total like <laughs> F you to, to us for saying that just Jacksonville Please. wins. And then it's like, well, all right, <laughs> I guess we're idiots. So currently the number one seed after yesterday's win is the chiefs. They are 12 and five and, um, have come back from a very, very rough start to the season. One where many people did write the Chiefs off as having just a down year. Maybe not like, oh, the Chiefs are broken, but just this is just not working out for them this year. Hate it or love it, the Chiefs in the playoffs. I mean, you got to love it at this point, you know, especially with the wide open AFC. The Chiefs, they've uh, been to the Super Bowl the last two years. They look like they fixed things. Um, yesterday was an interesting game against the Broncos because basically the Broncos looked like they were going to seal that one up, but then uh, Melvin Gordon fumble changed that. That was brutal. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you got to buy it at this point. You got to love it that they're going to make a run because um, they can turn it on here. They can flip that switch. Again, they've done that the last few weeks now, so love it. Nine of their last ten have been wins. And that is uh, largely due to the fact that they have slightly tweaked their offense a bit to run the ball a little bit more. I mean, they really were struggling to pass the football, and their defense was horrifically bad to start the year. They also made some changes on defense, which have obviously helped as well as they've had. Yeah, getting um, one, two, three, four. Getting Chris Jones back on the line, that definitely helped them. They had five games where they've given up 10 or less points after being a sieve completely, especially in the passing game. They also moved Sorensen. He was the safety who was getting burned every time they threw the ball to him. They moved him to play more of like, I I don't know what the role would be called, but he kind of plays more like a linebacker now in certain coverages as opposed to just being the the true safety for the team. Um, I I love the Chiefs. I think that's, it's an easy love. If you have any concerns about Kansas City, 
sometimes this year Patrick Mahomes has looked off. Even yesterday in that game, he looked off a couple of times. There were some throws he made where he just really badly underthrew receivers when they were wide open. He wasn't under any pressure, and it was just strange. Um, we talked about this earlier this year. I don't know if it was on this show or just on the station in general that he had kind of created a lot of bad habits and had kind of reverted back to them this year. Maybe a little bit too much moving when he was throwing or trying to get a little bit too cute with some of his sidearm passes or stuff like that. Um, so if that's a, if there's a concern, it could be that in the playoffs, if that comes to fruition in a close game, that could be the difference between a win and a loss. But it seems like they have figured it out. And it's amazing what a good head coach will do is you have Andy Reid, who's a great head coach, and is able to go in and make some tweaks that seem fairly insignificant to the to the neutral observer, but have made, paid huge dividends to make that team a potential top seed in the AFC again after such a slow start. Remember, they were three and four after week seven. They were three and four, and they had lost two good teams. They lost to the Ravens, Chargers, Bills, and Titans, but they were just giving up so many points, and then they just rattled off a bunch of wins, including against good teams, Packers, Cowboys, Chargers again, um, Steelers, Bengals. They lost the Bengals, but that was a good game, 34-31. to 31. All right, so we both love the Chiefs. Right now, the number two seed, if we ended today, although it's not fair because the Chiefs played an extra game, is the Tennessee Titans. Hate it or love it. <sighs> with the way that they've been persevering without Derrick Henry, you should love it, but I don't think you can. I mean, like, I, I hate it. I, I Brian Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback. Um, that defense is re- very good, but I just can't trust him enough to make a run and if they get the number one seed maybe but if they don't like do you see them winning three straight games to get to the Super Bowl especially with how close this NFC or this AFC um, AFC conference is I mean any team could beat them you could see them lose to anybody yep and I I just don't know without Derrick Henry and I mean shoot he might not be back until the Super Bowl AFC championship week if they even make it that far so um, I would, if I'm playing them, I am loading the box and I'm saying Ryan Tannehill beat me. Uh, I have been low on the Titans all year. Um, I have been on the hate train for the Titans, even when Derrick Henry was healthy. A lot. Of, so I'm going to say hate again. A lot of this does have to do with Derrick Henry's health. There's this weird thing going on where the fact that they activated him off of IR makes everybody think that he's just back when in reality what that means is they have 21 days to determine whether or not he's healthy enough to play he had a foot injury um he he broke a bone in his foot and with the amount of pressure and weight that he puts on that foot when he runs considering his size and his running style that's not something that you're just going to come back from after being out for six weeks. You're like, hey, I'm healthy. He might be able to if he's healed uh, in a certain way or has had, you know, uh, has has uh, accelerated his timeline really well. Then it's possible. But they merely are just having him practice right now to just see if he can do it at all. I think that's the key thing to note here is that Derrick Henry being activated or designated to return from IR does not mean he's playing immediately 
So to Joe's point, we have no idea when he's coming back, if he's coming back. Without Derrick Henry, I think this Titans team is kind of a nothing. I don't like Ryan Tannehill this year. I, I, I have liked the Titans in the past when they were uh, last few years when they've been playing well, like they've been fun to watch. And a lot of that had to do with Derrick Henry, by the way. But Tannehill's looked off this year. A.J. Brown hasn't been the same this year. Julio Jones no longer exists as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he's went from the number one receiver in the league to basically barely playing ever. And I, I just I, I think the offense is really, really stagnant and boring. You're right. The defense is very good. And that obviously in the playoffs can keep you in some games but you need to be able to score some points. And it's a team that I don't trust to do that against other good defenses. So I'm going to hate the Titans as well. Currently in the three seed, you have the Cincinnati Bengals at 10 and six. Hate it or love it. I want to love it because they are very fun offensively, but I think that defensively and just the youth of that team can get in their way. So I'm going to hate it. Um, But Next year and the year after that, I mean, this could be a team that you love for the next five to ten years if they're able to keep all their guys together because, again, they are very young. They have very good athletes on offense, but I think they've given up, like, their top five and giving up the most points this year in the league. Um, So they need to clean up the defensive side of the ball, and just because of that, they they can get in a shootout with a team and win it but that's how they're gonna have to win it is, did against the chiefs last week exactly is that like they, they might score 30 40 points but they're gonna give up 30 40 points as well um so i i hate it this year just for the fact that they are a few defensive pieces away from really being a top team in the nfl top five um and they've come on late this year i mean towards the beginning middle of the year it was a question mark is this Bengals team for real uh can they compete for the division? Because it seemed like the Ravens were starting to run away with it. Um, they were projected to finish last for a reason this year, and they've definitely exceeded those expectations. But um, this year, hate it. I would love to see them make a run, though. That'd be awesome if the Bengals, you know, won their first few games, made it to the AFC Championship game, kind of like what the Browns did last year. I think everybody would on board for that. Everybody likes Joe Burrow. Again, that offense is on point. Uh, but I just don't think that this is the year yet for them to make that run. Uh, I love Cincinnati. I I am all in on the Bengals train right now in terms of a team that I'm rooting for in the playoffs. It's the Bengals. One, the offense is electric and insanely fun to watch. Boy, it's amazing what Joe Burrow did, if you really think about it. Going from transferring away from Ohio State to LSU to play for one year, essentially, and win the Heisman Trophy, win the national championship, get drafted, and be, you know hurt his knee, severe knee injury, and come back and do this. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible what he's done. And I hope that – I don't know anything about him personally. I mean, if he's a bad guy, that's, that's, that sucks. But I, I hope he – has success because his story is really really fun and i will stand corrected cheat or uh Bengals a little bit more middle of the road defense points and yardage but uh that's what, what i was going to bring up one yeah. of the worst pass defenses they're giving up like 250 yard a game which is about fifth in the league so. they are they are middle of the road defensively um they are around teams like the dolphins browns eagles and rams defensively so you know if if that's the case then maybe that's doable enough to win a couple of playoff games the reason I love them is for the offense, though. It's it's weapons everywhere. It's 
Jamar Chase is a rookie being insanely good. It's T. Higgins now maybe the most underrated receiver, considering he was the number one last year before Jamar Chase got there. He was amazing at Clemson when he was in college, and he had a like a 186, 200-yard receiving game a couple of weeks ago. That was absolutely insane. Um, great running game with Joe Mixon, who has been very underrated this year as well, as a guy who's been just consistent all year long. And they have a great pass rusher in Hendrickson, the guy, the free agent they signed from New Orleans, who has been a force in opponents' backfields the entire season. A lot of that can get you a win or two in the playoffs, and because of that, I love it. I also think one thing you have to remember here is Zach Taylor got a really bad rap the first two years because of how bad that Bengals team was. Zach Taylor was a Sean McVay guy, and now he has an offense to do what he wants with that actually can do what he wants with it. That's scary. That's a scary thought. It's it's not, oh, Zach Taylor's a bad coach. It's, are you sure he's a bad coach? Because he had really bad team for two years. Really bad team. And Joe Burrow got hurt in his second year anyway and was out for the whole year. Maybe Zach Taylor's a good coach and can run a really, really good offense. So it's a team that I love and am uh, terrified of if you're another team playing in the playoffs. All right, more of that uh, AFC and then getting into the NFC next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1018 here on your Sunday morning. A couple segments left to go with you. Uh, Rashad is out today. COVID stuff. It is Joe and I. And um, we are smack dab in the middle of an, ex- an extended, I said two segments. It'll probably be three based on the way we're going. Hate it or love it based on the teams currently in the playoffs, getting you set up for the playoff games next week. When we do have a show next Sunday, which I believe we will, we'll have two games to react to and then four games to preview, which is always one of my favorite shows every year. Just getting to kind of react to the playoff games that happened the day before. We're in the middle of the AFC right now. Four seed currently is the Buffalo Bills. Hate it or love the Bills. God, they have been very interesting this year. One of the more, I don't know if underwhelming is the right word for them. It's a word I would use. Yeah. I don't know, just because they've shown those flashes this year of being one of the better teams in the league. And I think that they have one of the worst records in one possession games this year. So they're damn close in all their games. It's just the those haven't been going their way. Uh, granted, that does nothing because, hey, you either win or you lose. And those close games, they're not pulling them out. And that's got to leave you with less confidence in them going forward into the playoffs because it's like, hey, if they get in that situation, well, their track record this year shows that they can't pull it out. They are 0-5. I just did it in my head in one possession games. Right. Um, all of their wins have been by more than one possession. <laughs> they either win in a blowout or lose a close game. So, again, that's kind of like what I was saying. Like, they show their flashes of like, oh, yeah, damn, the Bills are really, really good. And then they either lose those close games or they just don't show up. Um, I'm going to say love it because I feel like they can – I could totally see them making a run. They came into the season being one of the top teams, uh, projected to be the top teams. And while it has been a wonky year for them where they haven't exceeded expectations or really met them either, um, I can still see them pulling it out in the playoffs and going on the run. Josh Allen is, besides Mahomes, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference – uh, maybe put Burrow above him now, but I mean, 
Josh Allen is an absolute stud, and you can totally see him leading that team to an AFC Championship game, maybe even the Super Bowl. It's a running game that concerns you, though. Yeah, so I'm kind of with you on the I really don't know where to put this team vibe. The Bills are a good team. We talked about it in the beginning of the year. They're one of the best-built teams in the NFL in terms of just being consistent across the board, kind of like we talked about with the Broncos. We don't have the quarterback, obviously, a couple of segments ago. But they have also played a lot of really ugly football this year. That 9-6 to loss to the Jags stands out. The 14-10 to loss to the Patriots stands out. Granted, that game was an absolute mess of a weather game. Yeah, but just ugly football. Yeah. Ugly offense. But yeah, then they put up 45 points, 31 points, 38 points in wins. So it's it's a huge matter of inconsistency. Inconsistent teams often don't win in the playoffs because you need to be able to deal with the with the with, with the craziness that happens in those games. You got to be you got to be stable. You can't be inconsistent. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to say love for the Bills and it's kind of similar to what I was talking about with the Raiders in the first hour is they've won three games in a row. They're finding their momentum. I'm with you, Joe. They don't have a running game right now. Like Josh Allen is basically their running game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they use Devin Singletary. Zach Moss had a bad year this year. You know who's there right now? Matt Breida is on the Bills. Right. Do you know that? Former Niner. Um, Singletary did score a couple of touchdowns last week, if I'm remembering. Or maybe that was two weeks ago. So, I mean, they, they can run the football, but Josh Allen is the running game. And I don't feel like they have enough good or at least healthy receivers to do the Josh Allen throws the ball 50 times a game. Obviously, Stephon Diggs is an elite receiver. But beyond that, I don't I don't really feel like they have anybody. Uh, Dawson Knox had a good year tight end. That's a tight end. You know, beyond Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley. I mean, any of those guys scare you in the playoffs? They don't to me. But because they've been winning, because they've won three games in a row, uh, including getting a 33-21 win against the Patriots two weeks ago, the other ones were against the Panthers and Falcons, and they played the Jets today, so it's kind of hard to tell. But momentum means something, and for a team that is as good and well-built as the Bills, getting the momentum now, going into the playoffs, getting some consistency now, I think will help them win in the playoffs like we see like we've seen them do in the last couple of years so i will say love for the bills as well that leaves us with the uh patriots who are also 10 and 6 currently the five seed hater love the pats i i should love them just based on the bill belichick effect right he gets in the playoffs you get that defense in the playoffs you you should love that right should but i don't know if i can with Mac Jones in the offense this year just yet. I kind of like the same thing with the Bengals. It's just the youth and the offense is what kind of makes me a little wary of seeing this team again. Like when you saw them against uh, the Bills in an actual normal game where it isn't 40 mile per hour wins and Mac Jones actually has to pass the ball not three times a game, they lost. And they've had some great performances this year, but I just don't see them beating the Chiefs I can see them again I mean the team that's not even the playoffs we really like the Chargers here I can see them losing to the Chargers I can see the Bills beating them Uh, I can see the Bengals beating them so I just don't see the Pats as a huge threat in the playoffs because again the offense I just don't trust 100% Um, it's kind of like a mishmash of players we got Kendrick Bourne we got Hunter Henry and we've got um, um, 
running back by committee. It's kind of like, a, you know, it's worked out this year, but I just don't trust it as much as I would trust some of the other teams in the AFC. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I'll say hate for the Patriots. The thing that makes me nervous about them is they have the best defense in terms of points per game given up in, in the NFL. Their defense is nails. But I think we're a year or two away from the trusting of that Mac Jones-led offense. And here, here's the thing. Is Mac Jones the best quarterback from last year's draft class so far? Yes. Is Mac Jones actually good to great? I don't know yet. They've built the offense to protect him so heavily that he doesn't make mistakes, which is good. Some of that's on him. Some of that's on the offensive system. But I haven't watched Mac Jones and been like, wow, this guy's a good quarterback. I've watched Mac Jones and been like, damn, this guy's winning games. That's good. It's, it's, it's a completely different feeling than when you're watching. I mean, we, we mentioned Burrow or we mentioned Herbert, other first round picks who were like just great quarterbacks. I don't feel that way with Mac Jones. You know, you don't necessarily need a guy who's going to be electric with arm talent all the time. You just need someone who's not going to make mistakes, which is what the Patriots have in Mac Jones. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And you're right. The running back by committee, it's worked. It's worked so far. I mean, Damian Harris has looked good in some games. I like what I've seen from Ramondre Stevenson when they give him the ball. But you're right. It's kind of a mishmash on offense. So can they win a game? Yeah. I mean, their defense is good enough. They could completely stifle another team in the playoffs, especially if they play a team like the Titans without Derrick Henry. They could stifle him, hold him to 10 points and win 14 to 10. You know, and that that wouldn't surprise me at all. But in terms of making a run this year, I I don't see it. And I might need to see a little bit more next year to even have that kind of trust too. So I'll say hate for the Patriots as well. And I mean, we joked about it. I was gonna we we're gonna throw no. the Colts in here as a little uh, a little uh, a little what? extra because well they're playing the Jags and they've been playing really well and hate. all that all that stuff. Hate. I mean, at this, I mean, the Jags are up seven <laughs> zip and the Colts just went for it on fourth and two and were stopped. So, Jesus. Colts, hate it or love it. <laughs> Hate. I don't. I, it could be the Cowboy <laughs> fan in me because I never trusted Carson Wentz, and I still don't. Even after their eight and two record in ten games or whatever the hell it was, hate. <laughs> I love, even though they're losing to the Jags right no. now. No, no, I do. I they they have Jonathan Taylor, man. They have the best running back in the league this year. Greatest starting running back in the league. <laughs> Put my team on my back, though. Yeah, well, he'll have to because Carson Wentz can't. He actually, Carson Wentz hasn't been bad this year, dude. He's had moments, I'll admit. Did you know that he has not thrown a pick on the road this year? He has six interceptions. Mm -hmm. He has no road interceptions. Well, ways to the playoffs. (laughs) Or maybe today. Yeah, (laughs) He is on the road today. Uh, The Colts are built in a way that could win in the playoffs. It's just... Do you really trust Indy? And do you really trust Carson Wentz? It's tough for me to do. I want to say love, though, because I love Jonathan Taylor. I really do. He, he's so good. He is so good. And they have a solid defense as well. So I'm going to say love. Cautiously, I'm going to say love. All right, let's get to the NFC. Coming up next, we wrap up a uh, extended hate it or love it. This is Football Sunday first. Joe has sports.
Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten thirty-three here on your Sunday morning, Mike and Joe with you today. Give you a quick little update on the scores that we've got going on right now. Colts are losing to the Jags seven zip. Did just uh, get the ball back on a punt though. Steelers lead the Ravens three to nothing as those teams are playing each other with the slight chance that they can both make the playoffs. Titans and Texans are scoreless. Each time I've looked up, the Titans have been struggling, but they are in field goal range right now, potentially about to take the lead. Yeah, Brandy Bullock just stepping up to take that field goal. And then a bunch of other games don't really matter. Packers are beating the Lions, but they clinch the one seed. Bengals are Browns scoreless in the first, as well as the Bengals could potentially climb up to a higher seed than they are right now. But we are in the middle of an extended hate it or love it. We've just done the AFC. Let's get to the NFC teams that have uh, clinched playoff spots. And we'll begin with the team I just mentioned there, the Packers, the one seed, 13-3. and Hate or love, Green Bay. I mean, you got to love it. The number one seed locked it in last week. They have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. The fact that they've only gone to one Super Bowl in his tenure still is absolutely mind-boggling. Don't know how that how that has happened. You would think that it, I mean, you've just been waiting for it to happen again and then it hasn't. And so maybe this is the year. I mean, looks like they are a class above everybody else in the NFC. Um, So you got to love it. You have to. It's one of those things where I, I say this truthfully. I haven't seen as much Packers football as I probably should have this year. I don't know why. It's not that I don't seek them out or I'm avoiding them or anything. It's just I haven't seen a lot of the Packers play. I'm looking at the scores. They play a lot of high-scoring, closer games, you know. They had 31-30 win over the Ravens, 36-28 over the Rams, 45-30 over the Bears. Um, they had a 34-31 loss to the Vikings. So, in a lot of ways, they kind of feel like the Bengals in terms of, like, they can outscore anybody, but their defense has given up a lot of points. I know they've had some injury issues on that side of the ball this year. But with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams as your big three-headed monster on the offensive side, you got to love this team. They just don't lose. I think that's the thing is some teams, even if, you know, they don't always win pretty or they have some close games or something like that, they just find a way to win and pull out the victory. That's that's the Packers. Oh, nice trick play by the Lions, by the way. They just scored like an 80-yard trick play touchdown. Um, it, it's... I guess their defense would be a concern. You know, I guess if there's any sort of issues I would I would have as the defense has given up a lot of points this year, but generally I, I'm not I'm not concerned about them. They just win games. And it's just that simple. And it's Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs and he's good in the playoffs. And you're right, it is crazy. He's only won one Super Bowl, but uh, Well just only being to one also. Yeah. I mean the fact that they've never gone back since that what was it, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Was that it? Wow. Like it's been a decade since then, and they haven't even gone back once. Green Bay's defense, actually better than you'd think, too, in terms of points per game given up, at least. They are a top 10 defense in points per game given up. I can totally see them going, winning, and then Aaron Rodgers being like, well, I, you know, that's the perfect way to end off my tenure with the Packers. Let's try, yeah. and, try and go and do it somewhere else. The tough thing is that the NFC is really, really good this year at the top, yep. so it's going to be difficult for them. But, yes, love Green Bay. Behind them is the Rams at 12-4. and four. A strange team, the Rams, this year. Are they not? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Hate it or love it. 
<laughs> right? Strange team. Strange team. So, do you like him? Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, I love it just because that offense has shown flashes this year, and they do have a ton of playmakers all over the place on both sides of the ball. Um, they could get on a run in this playoffs and totally make the Super Bowl. Uh, they made the moves with Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham because they feel like they could get there. I mean, Cooper Cup, uh, Matt Stafford, that that's the thing, though, is Matt Stafford, he's gotten away with stuff this year. He has not always been great. He could throw one of those interceptions in these playoffs, and they don't get back from it. A pick six throws too many interceptions in the game, and then he kind of puts the team behind the eight ball where he has to get, have that gunslinger mentality, and it comes to bite them in the end. Um, so I, I love them. I just don't know if I love Matt Stafford as much as I should, even with the year that he's had. Because again, he's uh, he's had those moments this year where you're just like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna get yourself in trouble one of these times. I'm so torn on this one because we've seen Sean McVay in the playoffs kind of get out coached a little bit a couple of times. Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. Anybody? Hello. Um, and we've seen it become an issue for him. They don't really have a consistent or trustworthy running game. Sonny Michelle has played well lately, but you know the fact that they had to go away from their starter and, and Henderson and go to Michelle, it's a little bit concerning on that aspect of it. Cooper Cup's the best receiver in the NFL right now. Um, Beckham's been good since they've gotten him. They've needed that number two because Robert Woods went down with the big injury. They don't really have good tight end play despite having a good tight end. And yeah, the defense is filled with names. Jalen Ramsey's great, obviously, and you got Von Miller and I mean, they, they've gone with the let's go get a bunch of veteran guys to go win now. Aaron Donald has taken a little bit of a step or a step or two back in terms of his dominance this year. Uh, he's still obviously amazing, but he's no longer every play causing havoc, you know, nonstop without anybody being able to do anything about it. There have been games where he has been neutralized that I've seen. Um, I, I want again, it's one of those I want to say it's like the Bills. I want to say hate. I don't know if I trust them. But then I then I look and they've won five games in a row and they're playing much better and you know they have the three game losing streak in the middle where it was like what's going on with the with the Rams and is Matt Stafford really the right guy and I, uh, I guess I, I have to say love because of the momentum but they very similar to the Bills for me they're on like my last straw of trust yeah, right. I just don't fully have it for either of those two teams three seed right now is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 12 and four lots of injury issues this year <laughs> For sure. lots of injury issues on the defensive side of the ball especially this year hate it or love it the bucks you could make the case for hate it but i'm gonna keep it real simple is tom brady still their quarterback yes then love it yeah i'm in a very similar boat with you on that <laughs> one joe uh I, I, as good I as have... last year probably not but again you have t tom brady as your quarterback you always have a chance. I think I said this last year. I'm done writing off Mr. Brady. I, I, for years, was like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't see how he can keep doing this. I mean, he's so old. And his art, look at the ducks he's throwing up there. I, I can't do it. I can't see it. And every year he proved me wrong. So I'm done. I'm done. Are the Bucks the best team in the NFC? Maybe. Because they have Tom Brady as their quarterback. Are they the one seed? No, that's the Packers. But are they better than the Packers? Maybe because they have Tom Brady as their quarterback and I will like I will say love for whatever team Tom Brady is quarterback of until he decides to retire if he is 50 I'm done writing him off I'm done it's impossible you can't do it anymore
Yeah, that that drive last week against, uh, against the Jets. I mean, after all the Antonio Brown mess, and they're mm-hmm. down in that game, basically losing the entire what, what, time. Forty-seven seconds left. Yeah, and it's like, oh, let's just go ninety-something yards. You know, no timeouts. Deep bam, pass. Bam, deep pass. Bam. Deep pass. Oh, hey, look, we oh, won. Okay, touchdown pass. <laughs> game over. Just ridiculous. Winning score. Uh, your Dallas Cowboys. Hated or loved. Well, depends. Did they just score 50 points in a game or did they play the Cardinals in an actual meaningful game? Because who knows? Because it's the Cowboys of 2021. Uh, the, they play the Reds, uh, the Washington football team a couple weeks ago. And I'm watching that. And I was like, how could you not think this is a Super Bowl contending team? Look, look at them when they are at their best. Look at what they can do on both sides of the ball. And it's true. Their defense has forced turnovers this year. Their Michael off- Parsons is insane amazing uh when their offense is clicking again 50 points 40 points Dak looks awesome they've got the two-headed monster in the backfield he's got weapons all over the place um so i mean again you look at that team and you're like yeah they can win a super bowl but then they go and play the cardinals at home with something on the line and the cardinals basically control that game from beginning to end you never feel like the cowboys really have a chance at winning that even late in the game so and there's always the Mike McCarthy factor. As much as I don't want to admit it, it does hinder this team. Yes. And so I'm going to say love it just to have blind faith in my team. But playoff time comes around. I mean, it's just it's textbook. Cowboys look good the entire regular season, get to the playoffs, and they lose in wild card divisional round and wrap on the season. So. Uh, I am on a heat for the Cowboys right now, and it's almost completely because of Mike McCarthy. And I don't blame you. I don't blame anyone that says, yeah, I hate playoff chances for the Cowboys. You're right. When that team is clicking, they're unstoppable. I mean, you've got two really good running backs in Zeke and Tony Pollard. You can argue Pollard's better at this point. You have, I know Gallup is now out, but you have two bona fide number one receivers in CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. You've got some really good tight end play with a couple of really good tight ends. And um, your defense is playing much better than we've seen in the last few years. That team should be really hard to beat in the playoffs, but yet every other week they throw a dud out there. The offense looks disjointed sometimes. The offense is ugly. Dak Prescott sometimes doesn't look the part. And maybe that's a little side aspect of it, that it's not just Mike McCarthy, is that I think Dak's a really good quarterback, but every third week, Dak throws out a dud. And that's not on McCarthy. And I think Kellen Moore's a good play caller. I don't think it's on him. That's on Dak. So because of those things, I, I got to kind of say hate. And with Zeke, too, I mean, they keep giving him the ball, but he's no he's not the same as Ezekiel Elliott anymore. He isn't. Yeah, he's had a banged-up knee for the better uh, half of this season. And so, I mean, hopefully – oh, my God. I just hope that, again, it just – they get on the playoff run and they take this Philly win and the Washington game a couple weeks ago, and they say, this is what we can do, and so let's go out and be the best team we can be and run the table, four wins in a row, and somehow beat all these teams in the NFC, which, again, it's just – there's the Cowboy fan in me, and then there's the realist in me when it comes to this team. So, uh, Two more teams to go, and then we'll wrap up the show next. Arizona Cardinals, 11-5, and five, currently the five seed. Hate or love? 
Honestly, I love. I mean, there was a reason they started off the season as good as they did, and obviously they took a dip. But again, what you saw against the Cowboys, you, they showed why they're one of the best teams in the conference. That offense is amazing. Yeah, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, but a w one wide receiver does not make the team. They can get James Conner back. Um, again, they have Kyler Murray. That defense is pretty damn good. I, I love it. I love the idea of the Cardinals making a run. Again, they were the best team in the NFL for... 10, 11 weeks of this season. So, and I think they reminded people of that last week against the Cowboys. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love it. Maybe I'm a sucker, but I've, I've loved the Cardinals all year. I've loved the Cardinals for the last two years. I, there's something about the Cliff Kingsbury offense and the players they have put on that team that just makes me salivate as a football fan. I don't really. It's a, maybe it's a bias of just exciting offense. I don't know, but I love it. I love the Cardinals. I know that they've struggled over the course of the end of the season here. I know they haven't been as elite in the last seven, eight weeks as they were obviously when they had their undefeated start to the season. But in the playoffs, it's going to be really hard to game plan against this offense. And you're right. You know, the, the, the health of James Conner is very important. He has been huge for them this year, especially once Chase Edmonds went down. But I, I love, I love the Cardinals. And I, I, I'm going to assume we're, we agree on this one and we got to wrap it up. So the final one that clinches the Eagles. Come on. I mean, I hate the Eagles. I, I hate the Eagles just outside of any sort of playoff implication. It chances, obviously. Yes. Uh, but no, I don't No, Hate it. Don't no. trust them. Not yet. I mean, no. they've done much better than I think we both expected this I'm, year. I'm shocked that they are in the playoffs at all. To be completely honest with you, especially with how the season started. Yeah, were they like three and six to start the year? Yeah, and, and they weren't running the ball. They, there was the report that they didn't use any motion at all in like one or two games early in the year, and it was a rookie head coach, and you're like, what is happening? Barely gave it to the running back. But now they run the ball really well. Yeah. I think they realize they have to because Jalen Hurts is more of a run first than a pass first quarterback. But I, I no, I can't. Nope. Can't they'll, do it. They'll can't play the Bucks or they'll play the Rams. And uh, or the Cardinals, and yeah, I'll take all three of those teams over the Eagles. Yes, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll wrap the show up next. I uh, I watched something for the first time yesterday, and I'm curious if you saw it or if any of the listeners saw it. I watched the first episode of the Hard Knocks in season with the Indianapolis Colts. We'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's wrap this show up here on Football Sunday. Curious if anybody has actually uh, gone out of their way to watch this this year. I kind of forgot it was happening, to be honest with you. But NFL Films announced that they were going to be doing an in-season hard knocks with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the show Hard Knocks, to me, has kind of run its course. I loved it the first few years that I watched it. I, I didn't watch it from the beginning. I started watching it probably like six or seven years ago was the first year I watched it. I want to say the first year I watched it was the Jeff Fisher Rams when they moved from St. Louis. Maybe it was like a year or two before that. I can't remember. That's the first one I have like a very distinct memory of. Um, and 
I loved it. It was it was addicting. It was the behind the curtain stuff that you love with uh, NFL that you don't often get in sports. And I thought it was really fun. And I and it was kind of introducing you to the preseason and the the cuts and the the position battles and all that kind of stuff. As the years have gone on, more and more teams just don't want to do it. There's only so many teams that are allowed to do it each year. But as as it's gone on, you kind of started to notice that they restrict a little bit more access. They don't show quite as much. And every year the story is the same. Here's a couple of rookies that probably are going to get cut. And here's a, you know, a feel-good story of a guy who maybe will make the team. I kind of got tired of it. Yeah, I guess it also depends on the team itself. Like my earliest memory of watching it was the Bengals with uh, Marvin Lewis. Carson Palmer was quarterback. Uh, Mike Zimmer was defensive coordinator for mm. that team. And it was a uh, uh, Ocho Cinco also was on the team as well. Hushman Zada, that was an interesting team yeah. in a sense. The very next year was the Rex Ryan Jets with Sanchez as a quarterback. And I think it was after their first AFC championship um, birth, maybe after the second one, not sure. I forget how the years work out. That was a very interesting team, a very entertaining head coach. You wanted to watch that. Santonio Holmes was now on the Jets. It was entertaining. Uh, and then you went from that to the Miami Dolphins with Joe Philbin as the mm, head coach. And yep. It was just kind of a meh team. Um, I also remember the Falcons with, uh, who was the coach? Mike Smith? Or I'm trying to remember what the hell the coach's oh, name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. Dan Quinn. Yeah, Again, I forget his name. Yeah. A very I think you're right. meh season there. Um, but then you had the Browns a few years ago with Baker Mayfield and some of the personalities on that team. And it was like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to see that. You had the Raiders a couple of years ago with Antonio Brown and that whole mess. John and Gruden. John Gruden yeah. and Mike Mayock. I mean, like, that one was like, oh, dude, that was like, it was like a TV drama, essentially. It wasn't more so like following the team. It was like, oh, God, let's see what happens with this this week with this team. It was fun to follow. The, but the formula is getting a little bit old because it's the preseason. You're not seeing a lot of interesting things. So when I saw that they announced the, the in-season one, I was like, oh, that's cool because I had seen the All or Nothing, which is the Amazon series where they follow – a full season of teams. They did the Panthers, which was the, the NFL one that I had seen. They have did one for Manchester City in the Premier League. They've done, you know, all across the, the global sports skill. They've done them. So I, I was intrigued by it, but I, I completely forgot it was happening. So yesterday I, I had some, you know, just sitting around, wasn't really interested in watching anything that I was in the middle of. And I was like, oh, I should try that. And the first thing they did that really frustrated me is they immediately, like, do quick little 10 second highlight packages for the first 10 games of the season. So they only started filming them in week 10 or week 11. Oh, so you, you missed the first half of the season basically. And then you get into it and knowing the cold story of this year, I am intrigued to follow, follow up with it. I'm going to keep watching it because you know, they went from being like one in three to start the year. And now they're in a playoff position, uh, obviously. So they had a huge turnaround and there's a lot of positive stuff going on, but I'm going to be honest with you, and maybe this is just what's going to happen with shows like this because of access that's given. It kind of felt the same as Hard Knocks. Like, oh, we went into Carson Wentz's home and we watched him and his wife with his baby. Oh, we went into Lucas Oil Stadium and two other guys were having babies and they put it up on the Jumbotron and yay, they're having girls. And then they talked about preparing for the Jaguars and how tough the Jaguars are and all this, all this stuff about that and you know, it's, it all felt very like what we see anyway. So I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm curious to see if we get more access. I really just, 
I, I know no team would be down for this, but I really just want like a fully unfiltered, like, let's just get a full season where it's maybe like not even just an episode, per, maybe two episodes per week, where it's just what's going on with the team this week? What drama is there? What injuries are there? How like, let's get into the meetings where they're pissed off at the coaches or the players. Like, let's get a little like emotion. Yeah. It all feels so sterile, and I, I think I struggle with that. Yeah, watered down for sure. I think that, like, the requirements for the hard knock teams, like, oh, it can't be a first-year head coach. They can't make the – can be a non-playoff team. Like, all these is kind of, like, narrowed it down to what teams can be in there. And then some of the choices are just, again, like, who cares about yeah. some of these teams? It's got to be an interesting team for sure. Yep. All right, well, that's going to do it for us today. You can catch it on the Les Shrub Tires podcast on the Odyssey app, 1080tofan.com, most places you find podcasts if you miss any of the show. Uh, hopefully Rashad will be back next week and we'll have plenty to do as we will have two playoff games to react to from Saturday and then four more games to preview. So lots of stuff. We're getting into the fun, fun, fun shows here with the playoffs here in football Sunday. So we'll see you next week, nine to 11. Have a very good rest of the weekend. And stay this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.